This is the truth about Hedera Hashgraph. We're about to reveal some crazy facts about HBAR that you don't know about. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. The Bean Pod is presented by Dowmaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. Dowmaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. Dowmaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be talking about Hedera Hashgraph and revealing some crazy things that you didn't know. Is this superior technology? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, there's some, honestly, there's a, there's a lot of hype around HBAR. There's a lot of things that need to be discussed. So if you are an HBAR holder or if you're thinking about getting into Hedera Hashgraph, you need to watch this episode. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, you see HBAR, when we make a video about HBAR, it rips. Yeah. Everybody, it feels like everybody's holding it. We make a post in the Discord and everybody comments on it. There's something special about this uh, project. There certainly is. And what I think it is, it's the names attached to the project. Yeah. It certainly stands in a league of its own when you talk about the partners, the corporations behind it, the experience, that kind of stuff. So so what's the deal with that? You know, like we need to discuss what separates HBAR from other blockchains, right? It's their technology, it's their partners. And then there's some interesting facts along the way here. For sure. So right off the bat, Hedera Hashgraph is not a blockchain, right? Right. Hence the name Hedera Hashgraph. They're using something known as Hashgraph technology. And, you know, this is a very complicated space. It okay? is. So <laughs> bear with me if I fuck anything up on yeah, this. Let's, let's try to, we're going to try to explain it as simple as possible. Exactly. So with blockchain technology, you have a series of blocks occurring. Like this is how I understand it. Okay. And then you have, so it's blocks, blocks sits on top of it. The only way for the block to sit on top of the next block is to have a number of computers fighting for, to mine that block to then put it on the blockchain. What Hashgraph technology does, and that's what makes it uh, like proof of work, and right? Yep. Made it so secure. With Hashgraph technology, everything, com- all the information comes through at once. Uh, it goes through all the nodes. And I think of it like a graph, right? So this hash graph can actually see all the transactions at once and make sense of them so that it can happen way faster. Right. So on the blockchain, they use miners, like Bitcoin miners, to validate transactions. And this is how you know data is stored to the blockchain and passed around. But with hash graph, everything's communicated in like a graph with each other. Yeah. So they don't need the miners. And the bottom line is this increases speed, increases fairness, keeps costs down, and is a much better for the environment. That's right. So at the end of the day, those are the things you need to remember about why HBAR has a bit of a leg up. And, and here's the best part, right? This technology is patented by Hedera Hashgraph. Mm. It's theirs. You know, blockchain technology is open source. Anyone can create the next layer one, layer two, blah, blah, blah. But Hashgraph technology is patented by HBAR Hedera Hashgraph. Huge it, competitive advantage. <clears throat> so I was just watching an interview with the CEO to watch, to figure out what their plans were for... The upcoming year, I, I want I want to see kind of what they had for marketing uh, because typically you don't really see much marketing on Hedera t- 
uh, you talk, see influencers talking about it and whatnot, because I think, you know, the partnerships speak for themselves. For sure. But they have created open source. They've open sourced the software of Hedera Hashgraph now. Okay. So they still, it's still proprietary rights, but they've open sourced it. Interesting. Um, but they're doing this to allow for integration. Because if you want blockchain or if you want Hashgraph technology to succeed, you need to have more developers coming on. You need to be able to make it shareable. Up until this point, it wasn't. And now that they have their 25 governing council members, they're getting to the point now where they're able to, you know, start scaling outwards and start b- really building this ecosystem. Remember they had that $5 billion uh, grant that was allocated through the governing council? Right. They're now really expanding that ecosystem and making it open sourced is really going to expedite this. I like it. So the next thing we should talk about in, in terms of, you know, revealing the truth behind this, this company and this blockchain is the governing council. Mm. So obviously, as you can probably can't see the names behind us, some of the corporations that sit on the governing council of Hedera Hashgraph are the biggest companies in the world. Google, Boeing, IBM, LG, they just added Ubisoft, the gaming company. So what they're doing is creating basically a board that is directing the company, especially in the early days of Hedera Hashgraph, right? So you have experience from some of the biggest companies in the world that know how to build projects, communities, and ecosystems. And I think this, for me, is a huge thing that sets them apart from other blockchains. Because, you know, I'm all for decentralization, and I love that. But when a blockchain is in its early days, which every blockchain is right now, it's important to have a steady foundation and big backing like Google and IBM steering the ship to make sure that things don't go wrong and things move in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, that's just, it's a huge selling point. And people are going to say it's not decentralized. But as we will talk about later in the episode, which is very important, that's going to change down the road, right? Yeah, definitely. So that is one of the biggest arguments against, you know, Hedera Hashgraph is the fact that everybody goes, oh, you know, it's not, it's a, it's a centralized force. Well, it's not because no one party has more, uh, they, no one party can control the entire ship, right? So you look at something like Bitcoin, for example, there's 50 per, 50% of all the hash rate is controlled by like half a dozen miners. Mm. So realistically, if you really break it down, Bitcoin's almost more centralized than, than Hedera Hashgraph is. Right. Because they have, they're going to have 39 council members, each only one company has a vote, right? So it's really 39 different companies are saying, this is the, the way that you can't have just Google step in and go, no, we're going to do it this way. So that's what makes it different. Yeah, right. So it's not completely centralized exactly. at the moment. And the way that it, as what I was kind of just talking about, they're keeping it centralized right now so that the governing council and Hedera Hashgraph controlled the nodes on the network right now to make sure things run smoothly. But as they scale out, the plan is for the for public to come in and start hosting nodes. So as they scale, the nodes will be go out outside of the council and then it becomes decentralized, but only then, right? Right. So the plan is, yes, it is not your typical decentralized blockchain from the start, but this plan of getting more decentralized as they scale, I think makes complete sense. You know, just having a business background myself, I know how hard it is to get a business off the ground. So many things can go wrong. And they've obviously taken the experience from these businesses and built that plan out. So they think we're going to get things right at the start. And I think this gives them a huge competitive advantage to any of these other blockchains with their Hashgraph technology and the council. Mm -hmm. And the other thing about this council that needs to be noted is the fact that you don't just have 39 banks on there. You have Ubisoft gaming, you have Google cloud computing, you have 
uh, Boeing, airlines, right? Like it's, it's, they've purposely designed it so that they're getting input from every different sector out there. Yep. And another thing to note about this, which I found really interesting, is that this is pretty much the best sales and marketing team you can possibly have in the industry. Right. Think about it. You have a company on here that, so for example, uh, there's one on here, Standard Bank or FBOSS, where they, ha- they too will have another thousand customers underneath them, right? Right. Other businesses. So when they're using Hashgraph and then they integrate Hashgraph into their technology, into their business, but then they have another thousand customers and businesses underneath them. How easy is it for them to now integrate Hashgraph into that? So basically you have every sector in the world covered by the biggest businesses. This is genius. This is set up to succeed. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and that's the next part about this episode that if you're listening, you need to focus on this because look at the governing council and you look at other blockchains and you ask, what are the use case of these blockchains? What are the things Solana and Ethereum being used for right now? You know, settle transactions, payments, not really, it's NFTs, that kind of stuff, play to earn gaming. Well, you'd ask yourself if the future of HBAR is as bright as we think it's going to be, what are the potential use cases for Hedera Hashgraph? Well, all you have to do is look at the members of the governing council and then do some research into the use cases for Hedera Hashgraph that are being set up right now. And we found some really interesting ones. So for example, FPOS that you just mentioned, it's a payment system in Australia, right? You tap your card, FPOS. They're building that on Hedera Hashgraph. So it's going to be using HBAR. They're working with a company called the Coupon Bureau. And as funny as it sounds, coupon fraud is, one, is a massive, scammy criminal industry. They're going to be building these coupons on the blockchain, on the Hashgraph rather, so there's no more fraud in the industry, right? It's like NFT, blockchain, Hashgraph technology, that kind of stuff. Um, they're working with another company, it's called Halas Systems. And what they do is, it's, it's, a, it's actually a crazy technology. They collect dig- digital evidence from people like photos and videos in areas of the world where bad things are happening. So I think the example was Syria and they're, they're taking, you know, uh, examples of human rights violations, violent things that shouldn't be happening. And they're verifying the content to make sure it's real right. to get rid of fake news. Right. And they're doing this using hashgraph technology. So fake news is so rife and videos are doctored. Videos are not even real, but when you put the video with the time stamp at the location, everything on the blockchain or the hashgraph, then you can actually prove that it's real. So all these varying use cases, and then you look at the companies they have. They've just onboarded Ubisoft, so you know they're going to be getting into play to earn and hash, Hashgraph gaming. Exactly. Right? So these are the clues that you need to go down, follow the grains of salt, follow the clues, and you'll see what the future holds for HBAR. Yeah, so everything's being tokenized, and if you tune into our other episode, the real-life use cases for blockchain or Hashgraph in this scenario... Yep. Everything's being tokenized so that you can track it. It eliminates fraud. It saves billions of dollars. It saves billions in transactions. Makes it really easy to send funds globally. Everything about the Hashgraph technology makes a lot of sense to me. It's just, how do we get that price to go up? That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the rising tides that lifts all boats. So it yeah. all comes down to really Bitcoin. When the bull market comes back, we will see the individual projects you know, go up and down. It's all down to Bitcoin. So, so what's happening with HBAR right now that you need to know? They launched their smart contracts in January of this year, 2022. Yep. So it's the pretty, pretty fresh, right? So it's mm. just getting going. Do they have any other catalysts? They just signed a big contract with ANZ. 
Oh yeah, ANZ, that's right. Yeah. So ANZ released an article saying that this, so ANZ is one of the top four banks in Australia and New Zealand. I think it's like number two. They settled something like nine of uh, one trillion dollars worth of um, assets that they, they currently hold. And they revealed that it was so they didn't realize how simple it was to make the transition over to DeFi until they started to use and work with Hedera Hashgraph. Right. So this is a massive bank. This is Australia. This is a you know, they only have 28 million people over there, but still, you know, this is a first world nation. This is a, a big country thinking of using Hashgraph based off how easy it was. For sure. There's so many cool use cases coming in. And if you're watching this episode after this, I would recommend going onto the Hedera Hashgraph website. They have a whole thing about the use cases you can read into. Um, a really interesting one that I just found, which is just getting going as well. Another potential catalyst that shows what Hedera Hashgraph can do is they're working with a company called Power Transition to plan and operate microgrids for smart and green energy storage. So it fits in with our whole theme of, you know, sustainable investments. HBAR, because of its Hashgraph technology, is inherently good for the climate and uh, the environment because it doesn't need miners, which is using power. They claim to be carbon negative. Carbon negative, right? So now they're working with companies to build these microgrid power systems. I just, mm. I love the use cases here. I think there's such a bright future. Um, I know the price right now is a little stagnant, a little bit on a downtrend, but that's due to the crypto market as a whole. Yeah, of course. Every other blockchain is the same. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just going back to the thesis, the truth about this company, the truth is, is that their technology is completely different than what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. All the blockchain companies, the layer ones, they all, they're all pretty much doing the same thing. You know, they're all proof of, proof of stake, some proof of work, similar technology. But these guys really stand out for me with the technology, Hashgraphers, blockchain, the partners, and some of these interesting use cases. And they're being really slow and methodical in the way that they're doing it. Like they're really trying to get this right. You know, you, you're going to get one shot at ensuring that crypto succeeds. You don't want to become the next Cardano though. <laughs> like slow? No, they're not doing Cardano slow. These guys are actually executing like they... You know, they signed that partnership for the metaverse. Yeah, yeah. They got their staking coming out, uh, I think, next month. Um, you know, their NFTs. So there's a lot of things going on. ANZ, you know, mentioning that bank. Like, they're actually working with enterprises. These are the institutional investors that everybody wants to get into crypto. Yeah. They're already working with them, right? Like, and going back to, like, how methodical they're actually doing it, I looked at their marketing plan. They're only allocating $11.6 million towards marketing for 2022. Most of it is going towards developers. So, it. so it's not like, oh, recognize Hedera Hashgraph. It's let's attract more developers. It's a very smart use of marketing. Whereas you get Crypto.com putting their name on the side of a stadium, spending $700 million mm. for a bunch of retailers to see it. These guys are spending a small amount for developers only. I like, I like the way they're doing it. It's methodical, but it's also big players. See, Crypto.com just got the FIFA World Cup sponsorship. Yeah, and what they guys, spend on that? How much crow are they, you know, like how much crow knows token are they doling over this crazy, man? Where's this money coming from? Oh, man. All the people that are buying the token and just oh, out the door for yeah. this Neymar to say I like right? Kronos. Yeah. Nuts. It's crazy. I mean, all in all, HBAR is one of my biggest holdings. I think it's one of your biggest it holdings. Is, yeah. I'm always dollar cost averaging so into HBAR. Yeah. I'm super confident. You're going to get the detractors who say it's not decentralized. Um, but as as we kind of laid out, it's going to become more de decentralized as it scales. And I think when you put their, the whole plan, their backing, everything together, this looks like one of the less risky investments in the crypto 
industry, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it hovers between 20 cents uh, American to what, 33 cents American. It's never so like a big hypey mover, right? When moves. Bitcoin goes up, it, you know, some of the some of the more trendy names will rip. HBAR kind of stays in the same zone, which which I, I kind of like, especially as for a dollar cost average and long-term investment standpoint, you want less volatility. Yeah, you're moving slow with it. And it, when you talk about developing an ecosystem, we talk about that $5 billion grant, uh, grant that the council allocated to develop this ecosystem. What other company or project is receiving $5 billion in their native token? Yeah, it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, you, we every once in a while you do see like, oh, uh, this project received two hundred million dollars. Like, right, that's two hundred million. Five billion. We're talking about five billion, man. Shit, these guys are really developing their ecosystem. So billion with a B. <laughs> like, it's incredible. Yeah, you know, I like so it. when you factor in the ecosystem, the governing council, the superior technology, in my opinion, um, it, the writing's on the wall. I think hundred percent. Look, if you if you're if you're an HBAR fan, if you're a Hedera Hashgraph person, you thinking about it, make sure to subscribe to the channel because we are gonna keep giving updates about HBAR. And if you like the analysis that we did, like deep dives into single projects, we're gonna be doing that too. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. And smash the like button, you know, when you're watching our episodes, it really helps with the traction. We would love it. And also make sure you listen to the next episode. Ooh, that's gonna be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeamPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeamPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.